I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Remember the Game is brought to you by my website, abcomedy.net. As you may or may not know, I'm a comedian by night, and as much as I love talking about old video games, uh, telling jokes is how I actually pay my bills. So please check out my website. Uh, In addition to old episodes of this podcast, you'll find my blog, videos of my stand-up, all of my upcoming shows, and my contact information. If you need a comedian for your next fundraiser, corporate event, house party, whatever you got going on, uh, hit me up. Again, it's abcomedy.net. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to it. Please leave us a good review. Uh, And most importantly, please tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. There'll be a new episode every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for the support. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game, my retro gaming podcast, where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about a game from back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you guys so much for listening, coming back. If it's your first time, welcome. Uh, This week, episode 33 for February 13th, 2019, my pal Patrick is back, and we look at... uh, a little cult classic, one of the funniest video games of the 16-bit era, the original Earthworm Jim on the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. It actually released first on the Sega, then came to the Super Nintendo shortly after, but you guys know I'm a Nintendo homer, so I'm going to get Super Nintendo the props first. Earthworm Jim, I'm excited about this one, man. This is just one of those weird games. You know, I don't know how many people listening to this have played Earthworm, but I think everyone knows Earthworm from back in the day. Um... I mean, the games are hilarious. The dude spawned a cartoon, comic books, action figures. Earthworm Jim was a big franchise for a little while, and then just kind of disappeared, and I wish it would come back, because, I, I mean, in a, in a world where we're getting so many indie games and 2D, uh, like, platformers and stuff like that, like, someone can't make Earthworm Jim. I know, like, there, there's rumors, there's new ones coming and stuff, but, like, 
I just want another 2D. Give us like Earthworm Jim 3. Just like a 2D Earthworm, you know, anyway. Uh, so that's what we're talking about this week. Before that, you guys know I have to ramble for a few minutes. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MemberTheGame. And you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MemberTheGame. Uh, please throw us a follow and a like or whatever. We follow back wherever we can. I love talking to you guys on there. So please do. We'd really, really appreciate it. Also, we have a website, uh, rememberthegamepodcast.com, where you'll find links to uh, most of the major services our podcast is on and blogs. I finally got around to posting the first blog there. I will continue to do so, so feel free to check that out. You can sign up for the emailing list to find out whenever something new happens. I'm pretty sure that's the only time they'll email you. If any of you have signed up for that list and gotten another email outside of that, raise hell and let me know, and I will also raise hell, and I'll delete that off the website because that's not what I'm all about. Uh, last week I had two episodes. Uh, first time I did uh, on the Wednesday, uh, I dropped the roller coaster tycoon episode with Mark, episode 31. And then on Friday, I hit you guys with a bonus episode, uh, starring my nephew Ben, where we talked about Fortnite and Smash Bros. Ultimate and some current games. I know this is predominantly a retro gaming podcast. Um, but I love talking games with, with Ben and he's only 12. He just didn't play the retro games. These are going to be his retro games someday. Uh, and I got some good feedback on that one. So thanks for listening to that. If you guys liked it, that was, that was really cool. I don't know how often we'll be doing that, but once in a while, those are going to pop up. Um, which has been, you know, it was fun and, uh, it was a good time to talk with Ben. Sorry. Now I'm rambling because I, this is what happens when I try to read my computer while I talk. I don't, I just shut up. Just close my computer. Um, uh, I have a few episodes coming up, too, that are more editorial. Like, remember, we did the one about uh, Sega versus Nintendo, and we did one about do we want a Nintendo 64 Classic, and they got quite a few downloads. So I have a couple more ideas for just some looking at video games as a whole as opposed to focusing on a specific uh, retro game, and I have a few of those recorded and coming down the pipe. So uh, if you're interested in those, uh, there's more coming, and if you're not, uh, sorry. I guess you'll have to find something else to do with 45 minutes of your week uh, on those weeks anyway. Uh, I have a bunch of episodes coming down. I've been recording a bunch. And you know what I'll tell you guys? And I've posted about a little bit on our Instagram account. But one of my favorite things about doing the podcast is uh, the excuse I get to go back and play old games. I, I chalk it up to doing research, you know. And I'll fire up my NES Classic, you know, or my or, or whatever have you. I, I won't lie to you. Like, I stopped collecting years ago and I sold off most of my collection. And I don't have a bunch of the hard carts, like cartridges here to play anymore. But there's, you know, there's lots of ways to get your hands on the old games. And, uh, man, it has just been so fun. Like, I mean, it's fun enough to come on here and talk about the old games. But to just uh, sit down at night, you know, after my girlfriend goes to bed, I have a couple hours to myself. That's usually what I do most of my gaming. Uh, and to just sit down and play some of these old video games that I played, like that I haven't played in 15, 20 years has been a fucking blast, you know, and not all of them have held up as well as you want them to, but some of them really have. And I... I I flip-flopped when I was writing my show notes on if I was going to bring up which games I've been playing. If you go to, again, to the Instagram account, member the game, you'll see a couple. I don't want to point out too many because I don't like to spoil uh, some of the upcoming episodes. Like, I don't know. If, if I'm wrong, please tell me. But I know on other podcasts I listen to, like wrestling ones and stuff, I kind of like it when there's a little bit of a surprise and I don't know what next week episode is going to be about excuse me, until it actually comes out. And so that's kind of been my goal with this one is I don't like to give away what games we're talking about too far in advance so that you never know what's going to pop up on Wednesday. Uh, I've been posting hints now on Tuesday, but you know what I mean? Like you don't know what's coming up. So I'm not going to tell you what I've been playing. Just know that I've been playing, especially NES, like some of the old 8-bit games. And man, I'll tell you, like the ones that haven't aged well are terrible, but the ones that have aged well are fucking timeless. 
And they're from an era where you couldn't rely on graphics and fucking, you know, like like sound and, 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 and special features and online play and stuff to sell your game. It just had to be a fun game out of the box. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you, like, even some of the ones we have talked about on here, like like Super Mario Brothers 3 and Ninja Turtles and stuff, like those games have just stood the test of time and they're still fun to play today. And it just... I don't know. I think that's why I like those indie retro games so much. There's just something about a game that relies on gameplay to be fun. And it sounds so crazy to say that a game relies on gameplay to be fun, but I really don't feel like every game does these days. Uh, looking at you, Assassin's Creed, you fucking... Anyway, uh, Final... Oh, yeah, the other thing I wanted to point out is uh, is Final Fantasy VIII, uh, turn 20 uh, on Monday, on February 11th. I never played it. Uh, it's one of the only Final Fantasy... No, I don't want to say one of the only, but it is... It's probably the most uh prominent final fantasy game that i haven't played uh i had no reason not to play it back in the day i had a ps1 i had a little bit of money i played the hell out of final fantasy 7 uh i just i don't know man my friends that did play it didn't seem to like it very much and i just it never really jumped out at me i I, it has such big shoes to fill coming in the heels of final fantasy 7 you know and it's funny because when you look at the reviews and stuff on it it's it it (laughs) It's funny to say that it's one of the lower-reviewed Final Fantasy games when it's still reviewed better than 99% of the other video games that come out today. But I never played it. Maybe someday I will, and then you know we'll uh, we'll do an episode on here. But like, like, but there's a thing too. Like, like Nintendo is porting a bunch of Final Fantasy games over to the Switch uh, pretty quick, and uh, they're doing seven, nine, ten, twelve. So they're skipping eight. I don't like. So there can't be that much love for it if they're not, you know, paying the money to get it. I don't know. If you've played it and you don't think it sucks, tell me. And then maybe I'll try to hunt down a way to play it and I'll, try, I'll give it a shot. But it's never really it's never really appealed to me. Um, I don't know. That's just me. Final Fantasy IX is the best one. Fuck you. Uh, as far as what I am playing right now, this is a decent segue for an awful podcast. Uh, in the RPG realm of things, in addition to playing those old NES games I was telling you guys about, uh, I've dipped into Octopath Traveler on the Switch. It's a JRPG. Uh, it got pretty good reviews when it came out. A few people kind of crapped on it. Most people were on board. And I've just been dragging my feet on playing it forever. And I finally fired it up uh, a little over a week ago. And uh, yeah, it's if you're a JRPG fan and you got a Switch, yes, it's awesome. I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, it is absolutely stunningly gorgeous i love the gameplay mechanics the combat and stuff in it it's i'm i'm digging it man it's uh it's pretty rad i know my buddy chris has mentioned it to me a couple of times but to see a final fantasy 4 or final fantasy 6 like those 16-bit final fantasies eras games uh remade in this graphic style would be unbelievable it's it's one of the good best looking games i've played in forever so that's what that's that's it that's what i'm playing sorry i know i'm kind of all over the place i've had a lot of coffee this morning i'm tired and i am reading my computer well i gotta stop doing this while i record that's enough rambling it's eight minutes i'll shut up you guys don't care about what i have going on you guys want to hear about earthworm jim and like i said that's what we're talking about this week earthworm jim originally released in north america on august 2nd 1994 for the sega genesis ported shortly afterwards to the super nintendo now it's appeared on all kinds of stuff uh i i would have to think if you grew up in the 90s and you were a gamer you know what earthworm jim is maybe you didn't play him uh but you knew right like the cartoon was all i remember drawing earthworm jim like in school and i could not draw to save my life but i loved drawing he was i loved drawing earthworm jim i loved watching his cartoon i read some of his comic books he had action figures and he's not one of the ones that had all those other properties and then got a video game made they made a video game of him and then decided to spin it off into all these other properties uh he's fucking hilarious the character names are awesome 
Uh, you guys are about to hear his. I'm not going to do the cue the music and play music because the music you're about to hear between me and the podcast with Patrick is uh, the theme song from his cartoon. It's awesome. I hope you guys like this episode. I had a lot of fun talking about it. I had a lot of fun, uh, albeit a little bit frustrating at times, replaying this game, getting ready for the podcast. Uh, that's it. I'll shut up. That's enough. You guys, I'm going to hit the music and I'm going to talk to you guys about Earthworm Jim with my buddy Patrick. Enjoy. He's fucking groovy. And uh, this podcast uh, episode is going to be much better than my intro has been. All right. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer. You're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast. And then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes. You drop your phone on the delete key. Your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is. Lightning strikes the transmitter. Doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating. Which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of CrashPlan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals. All for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com RTG. CrashPlan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, CrashPlan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around, and they do, and you lose your work, a backup is waiting for you. And it's not a backup from yesterday, it's a backup from the last 15 minutes. Come on now, that's... It's pretty sweet. And not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work, they can back up unlimited versions of your work. So it's like a rewind button. Realize you screwed something up an hour ago? Just rewind an hour, go find an old version of it, and you're just like that. You're done. You're back to the races. It's awesome. Time is money. Don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Check it out, guys. Here we go. Earthworm Jim. The soil he did crawl. Earthworm Jim. A super suit did fall. Jim was just a dirt eating, chewing length of worm flesh, but all that came to a crashing end. <laughs> Earthworm Jim. He's such a groovy guy. Earthworm Jim. He rockets through the sky. Cruising through the universe, having lots of fun. Here comes Earthworm Jim. You know that he's a mighty one. <laughs> Despite his great big muscles and his really big ray gun Jim is still an earthworm, but then he's the only one With a super suit to make him really super strong Jim can be a winner if we only sing along right. Earthworm Jim We think he's mighty fine Earthworm Jim A hero for all time Earthworm, 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 Earthworm Jim Hooray for Jim Your spoiler's Jim Groovy Beautiful. Uh, first of all, my guest this week is uh, Patrick McGrath. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for taking time out of your Saturday to come nerd out with me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, you and I have been trying to set this up for quite a while, so I'm pretty excited that we were finally yeah. able to make this happen. Yeah. Uh, so when I messaged you about what games do you want to talk about, you wrote back, and I don't know what order these two are going to go up. One of them may have already gone up. It won't matter. But you picked two of the most sadistic games you could have <laughs> picked, and uh, one of them is Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Now, I personally am only familiar with the Super Nintendo edition. 
Yeah, me too. That's that's the way I played it. I actually just recently found out that it was uh, originally made for the Sega Genesis. I didn't know that. No, I yeah, I honestly found some stuff out researching yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah. This has been one of those ones, like I was just saying to you, sometimes I don't do any homework. Sometimes I have to mm-hmm. do some. Yeah. This was one of those ones where I was like, as soon as I started doing homework, man, the memories and stuff, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, did you own it growing up? I didn't, but it was one of those games that um, I rented constantly so yeah. it was like you know those games where it's like you didn't own it but it was like your first go-to every time if you didn't find something new it was always like earthworm gym mm-hmm. or beavis and butthead i get like that. the two games yeah and by the time it's all said and done you've paid enough to have just bought yeah, it exactly. but you just rented yeah. it a whole bunch <laughs> yeah. i was like i used to do that with that hl 97 just rent it over and nice. over it's yeah. so dumb like yeah. just buy it yeah. you know that is, as a kid you just don't have that concept you're just thinking week to week you're like yeah. oh man yeah i can't wait till next week i'll get earthworm gym again yeah <laughs> it's true <laughs> uh did you ever beat it yeah. Oh, yeah. Did Absolutely. you? Eh? Yeah. Um, now, I'm not going to lie to you. I've only been playing it for about a week, yeah. trying to get back into the flow for this uh, podcast, and uh, I have not. It's tough, dude. I actually just finished it this morning again. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. a fucking vicious... Yeah. I, I have some things about it I love, yeah. and I have some things about it that make me insane. For sure. Let's get... What do you love? Okay. Well, first and foremost, uh, the animation and the style in Earthworm Jim is beautiful. It is beautiful. Beautiful. Like, I, I love it. it. As a kid, just the absurdist animation and humor behind it was like everything that i was about it completely drew me to that it's it literally is like playing a cartoon yeah it's perfect yeah. and it's like i've i've never hid the fact on this podcast that i'm a 16-bit yeah junkie like yeah. I, that's my favorite era of video games me as well yeah I, right like yeah. they look beautiful but even from like like this game stands up against anything from that era absolutely. both of them do yeah you know absolutely. and like it's it's not just um it's not just the way don't mind my, my dog's <laughs> army crawling around the carpet she does it all the time uh she's the like i said the producer of the show she it, uh it's not just like the animations uh, like the 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 actual like the colors and everything but it's it's so fluid yeah and then know? the movement is fluid and which is what you really want from those platformer type games mm-hmm. right is like tight responsive controls and it still holds up like you still play it and there's no learning curve which is what i have a problem with going back to a lot of old games mm-hmm. Is is the controls don't hold up, and you're, you it takes you you know two three hours just to get back into the swing and the feel of games. Whereas Earthworm Jim, I find is a game you can just pick up and you remember everything about it right for, away. For sure, yeah. It took me like one, probably took me you know a good ten minutes. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. okay, now I remember right? all this yeah. stuff. Uh, and like, and so keeping on the note of the animation and the styles and stuff, like Earthworm Jim as a whole, like I mean, I loved the cartoon, absolutely, right? Like yeah. I, I the like toy this line. got yeah. this got me remembering yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I used to draw Earthworm Jim. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Uh, I can't draw, but I tried. He uh, he is such a hilarious character because, like, really, yeah. he's just a worm. Yeah, in this right. suit, in this super suit, right? Yeah. And so, like, the way, like, one of the one of your like your two main weapons are you have a, a gun, mm-hmm. uh, which is a cool looking gun. Yeah, that space blaster thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then you can also whip yourself. Yeah, which your head, I, just pulling your head off and whipping guys with. It's just beautiful, yeah. like, and like, and it's so fluid that you can just take. You know, like, because I mean, I'm used to playing games with like with whip, like Castlevania, mm-hmm. like those games mm-hmm. where you have a whip. But yeah. in this one, literally, your hand reaches up, pulls yourself <laughs> out of your suit, and whips you, yeah, and then puts you back in. Yeah, one of the things I love they do with the head is uh, when you're crawling across the chains and so he'll have his gun in one hand he pulls himself with one and then the other one is his head hooking on and he's pulling arm head arm head yeah that's such a great animation just to look at that and you know what something like that is such a like i think that they deserve a lot of credit for stuff like that because all they really had to do 
because he's always got his gun in his hand. Mm-hmm. And all they really had to do is whenever he goes to like work his way across a rope is make the gun disappear. Yeah. And you would have just assumed yeah. like, oh, I put it in yeah. his belt or something. Right. But they don't. They take the time <laughs> to have him constantly have his gun in one hand and then use his just head do, and his arm yeah, in the other more hand. more absurd things, whatever right. they could fit it in. I think that that is beautiful. And then like, yeah, the way he whips himself is cool. Uh, the way he uses his head as a propeller to kind yeah. of lower yeah. himself as he's floating yeah. down is cool. And then some of the animations, like I noticed it actually just this morning playing, like when he stands still, yes, he'll those take standing still out. animations. Oh, I probably spent hours as a kid just letting it sit just to watch these different animations. Right? Yeah. Like the one I saw today that made me just die is he takes himself out and plays jump rope with himself. <laughs> yeah. So he's got this fucking suit jumping yeah. over his body. Yeah. Uh, really, really clever, and like so. That's and like and literally, that's just Earthworm Jim. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the, the, just main, the main character, character yeah. himself. And then you go into like some of the bad guys in this game. Excellently designed. They're just uh, memorable. Like even without refreshing and playing the game, it's just, these are just characters that have just stuck in my head for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're really, it's really creative. They didn't half-ass it. Like mm-hmm. this game, like. I mean, uh, like you could go look at something like Battletoads or any of those, and like I love Battletoads, mm-hmm. but you could totally look at Battletoads as like, well, they just they saw Ninja Turtles and they wanted to cash Absolutely, in. Absolutely, yeah. And when I was reading about Earthworm Jim, that is something that originally inspired them was the Ninja Turtles and the money they made. Right. From that yeah. Franchise. Absolutely. Uh, but they didn't mail it in and just make a Ninja Turtle ripoff. Like, this is a completely unique universe with all these creative, funny characters. Yeah, and the other thing they were going for was making a game that also kind of made fun of all these other types of platforming games. Right, yeah. Um, with, like, the uh, the main female, uh, Princess What's-Her-Name. Princess What's-Her-Name, yeah, which is hilarious. Making fun of the fact that a lot of these games had these kind of almost cut-and-dry or cut-and-paste female characters that didn't really matter what they were there for. Right, yeah. It was just a, a MacGuffin device to drive the story forward it's really it's like i don't want to say before it's time but it almost I, is. it felt like it as a right? kid it was like one of those things of like i've never seen anything like this before no they were parodying everything that was current and yeah, cool you know yeah. and it was like like make no mistake this game screams mid 90s <laughs> like it goes for the it goes for the kind of the gross out humor yeah. and it goes for that yeah that silly you know like i wrote so i couldn't remember all of them i wrote down the names of some of the characters mm-hmm. in this in this universe. So, yeah. like you said, there's Earthworm Jim, yeah, and then the 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 princess you're trying to save is Princess What's Her Name, yeah. which is hilarious. There's Peter Puppy, yeah, the dog that's like his sidekick, yeah, yeah, his sidekick who is like the most chill, nice guy in the world, mm-hmm. like still he gets scared or angry, yeah, and then he tra- he goes Incredible Hulk style, yeah, until Jim steps on his foot, yeah, <laughs> and then he just goes nuts and attacks yeah. Jim, yeah. Uh, but then, like, like some of these villains, like the Psycho, yeah, that's uh, clever enough. Uh, <laughs> Queen Slug for a butt, <laughs> Evil the Cat, Bob the Killer Goldfish, yeah. which is my favorite. Yeah, Major Mucus, Professor Monkey for a head. Like, yeah. <laughs> what more do you need as a kid in the nineties? It's genius, yeah. right? Like, it really. Yeah, if, it's sad, kind of, because like the, the franchise is dead. It I is. Think, it you know, is. absolutely I'm, is. Yeah. I mean, they did a HD remaster a few years ago. I think. Yeah. I never. Did you play it? I did. It was good. Was it? Um, but it doesn't exist anymore because the license or the partnership between the two companies had run out. So they oh. took it. You can't find it anymore in digital stores and stuff like that. That happens too much. Yeah. I think what killed it was the three the three D version on the N sixty four. Yeah. And that was because 
um, the original company, Shiny, didn't have anything to do with it. They had sold the rights to an, another company, or they got bought out by Interplay, and then they didn't want to make a sequel, so they gave it to somebody else, and it was just a pile of shit. Oh, I, I never played it. I saw it's the reviews. Awful. Yeah. I, I played it as an emulator, and I was like, I'm so glad I did not play this as a kid. That's one more reason why that 64 PS1 era just doesn't shine yeah. at all. The yeah. amount of like Mega Man, Bomberman, the amount of games that went to 3D and died, yeah. just, yeah. this is another one. Absolutely. Uh, but it's too bad, because I think if Earthworm Jim came out now, people would totally get on board with it. Oh, absolutely. I think people I think would. So. You know, like, you look at some of the cartoons today stuff like rick and morty and and those types of like you know what i mean like the 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 children like they look kind of kiddy but they're yeah. completely for adults yeah. you know what i mean yeah absolutely and they could totally do that with earthworm jim now if he's wanted. the worm we need right now he's the worm we need <laughs> so yeah so i love the i love the animation style in it. I, it it is literally it's it's i would put it in probably in the 10 best looking franchises on the super Nintendo. i think so you know yeah. like either game like i only owned earthworm gym 2 as a kid i mm-hmm. never had the first one yeah. but i've played the first one right and they both look gorgeous um one of the things i don't like about it is it's not the controls necessarily because the controls at their bases are easy you mm-hmm. jump you shoot your gun you mm-hmm. whip your head uh i think what irritates me and what irritated me playing through it the first couple of times till i kind of got a hang for it is not knowing what exactly in the background and the and in the design hurts you for sure and what doesn't yeah. you know yeah and i don't know if that is chalked up to uh, i don't want to say necessarily inexperienced to making a game or if it's like it could just, have it was their first game that right, they made which yeah. i think is part of it and i think part of it was they were trying so hard to go for that fluid cartoon look yeah, and a lot of the backgrounds had, um, you know, that like pre-rendered kind of look where it was like a painted background yeah. with an animation over top. And uh, it is definitely hard to distinguish, like especially when you're looking for those hooks and things like that. Oh, <laughs> drives me crazy. And it's, you know, because there are other games like one of the games I think of when I with this style kind of a graphics is like the the Donkey Kong Country games, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I've played the shit out of those games. Yeah. And I don't remember ever not knowing what would hurt me and what wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, and maybe that's just the, the, the more experience. You know, I don't know. I, I, I just yeah. when I play Earthworm Jim, like that first time I played through that first level, Junk City, New Junk City. Yeah. Uh, wasn't too too bad outside of the spikes at the bottom, where I quickly realized. Yeah. Like, all those basically, spikes yeah, anything you. pointy and spiky is gonna hurt you. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> um, but to me, like you know what really came to fruition to me was the third level. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is basically playing in hell. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. And yeah. oh yeah, and so to get back to the villains quickly, one of the villains in What the Heck is lawyers. Yeah, just lawyers, <laughs> yeah, just lawyers yeah. in hell, yeah. and, and they're hard. Yeah, but that's hilarious. But that was one where, like, I was like, "Oh, okay, these hurt me. Like, mm-hmm. oh, these don't. I can right. grab this and climb on it, but I can't climb on this." Yeah. You know, yeah. um, certainly not enough to like ruin the game for you. Yeah, you. I mean, you. Health is so abundant in that game where if you make a mistake, you're gonna recoup that loss pretty quickly. I find. Yeah, I would say so for the most part. Yeah, yeah it's uh, and that's another thing is uh, some of the villains they're not necessarily hard. It's just that like they're vicious. There's aggravating characters. Oh for god, sure. man! Yeah. Like the in, even when you just talk of the first world, the Junk City one, those yeah. fucking crows. <laughs> There's these crows, and they and they're and they're easy to see. Yeah, and one hit with your whip kills them. Yeah, but if they get a hold of you, yeah, then you and have they, to. 
when they bite onto your head and they start pulling at the oh, worm part. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do yeah. for about two seconds yeah. but to sit there and watch these birds pull on your fucking yeah. head. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, I get it. Like they're satisfying. The they're satisfying to kill though. Like Aren't when they, they? When they explode and the beak goes flying off. Yeah. yeah. It's the same as those fucking dogs. Yeah. There's these fucking vicious dogs. They just in... look like they're made out of puke and nails. <laughs> yeah. And they when they get a hold of you, then you just you have to sit yeah. there and watch the anime. And like I get the animation is funny, mm-hmm. but it's frustrating sometimes For when, sure. when you're sitting there getting hit over and over and over and you yeah. oh fuck um that said uh the game really pushes exploration which i think is cool too like the levels are big yeah and there's a lot of secrets too right yeah which i think is really rad Mm. i I enjoy that kind of stuff i'm like i don't want to i like going from a to b you know like when i play like a mario or something but i also really like it when i can just take my and no timer no time limit yeah which is penalized oh yeah which is like no video game. If, if I have one criticism, Mario's my guy. Yeah. If I have one criticism of those games, the get rid time of the frame. fucking yeah. timers. Yeah. You know, just let us play the game. Agreed. Yeah. There's, there's especially no... with especially in like Super Mario World where there's a ton of hidden stuff to explore. Right. You just want to like, have You can fun. do it, but you also have to do it fast. That drives me fucking bananas. Yeah. And so right away from the first time I fired up this game, I'm like, I can take all the time in the world as long as i don't get killed yeah i can take which is not a guarantee yeah i can take all the time in the world <laughs> yeah. to just look around yeah. and and you said there's secrets everywhere um and a lot that you can see mm-hmm. and it's trying to figure out how to get them yeah and there's stuff i still don't know how to get and i think they utilize that kind of fear of what hurts you and what doesn't by hiding stuff where it's not necessarily an obvious path so some stuff it's like finding a hook and you can get over to it but sometimes it's just what looks like a wall and you go in and you'll just go behind it and down underneath or yeah. what, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's pretty satisfying. Yeah. Like when you can see a gun or something yeah. and you don't know how to get it and yeah. then you fall through a hole or something and then suddenly you're like, oh, fuck yeah, here we go. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really like that. It uh, And then the hooks, the hooks fucking drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. There's hooks that you can whip Jim's head into and then swing off of them. But once you realize that anything with that little glistening yeah. star is a hook, yeah. then it's not too bad. They yeah. can just be frustrating to hit sometimes. And there's a part like, uh, what the heck is the level I'm thinking of where um, it's probably like a minute or two into the level. You go you go all the way to the right, then you hook back down and come all the way back to the left. And then there's this green jewel yeah. that you just have to run yeah. on. Yeah, you that, run the opposite direction of which way it's rolling. Right, yeah. which I fucking probably spent yeah. 15 minutes whipping and shooting. <laughs> like I burned all my ammo yeah. and then finally realized you run on it. Uh, but so it takes you up, but then there's a part up there, like, so then it, like, it raises you up into the level, but then there's a part where if you miss a jump and fall back down, the only way to get back to where you were is to fucking go back through the level, go back to that jewel. And again, I don't, it's not game breaking. I think that's again, maybe, a maybe it was by design. Maybe it was an inexperienced thing. That kind of stuff frustrates me. Yeah. A lot of trial and error stuff. There's quite a few levels where if you miss something, they make you redo a chunk of it. Yeah. Which is kind of... I don't know. As a kid, maybe it didn't bother me as much as it sure. does now. Yeah. Uh, maybe I've become soft with some of the games today where there's a checkpoint every three seconds, yeah. you know? Because that's the thing is like back in the day, that was normal. You know, if you died or if something happened, you had to play a big part of it over again. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you're coming from a game that there's only what total seven levels, I think, seven worlds or well, seven or six. That's what I was going to ask you because I never got by what the heck. Okay. So okay. you're going to have to steer it. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. at least not that I can okay. remember. So. I think it's seven, but it might be six, and there's seven on the Sega Genesis because there's an exclusive level on the Sega Genesis version that I've never played. I've only ever seen in like videos. Um, so you've ne- you've never made it past what the heck? So you you don't Not even know the most time. frustrating parts of the game. Oh fuck, I can't even imagine. So 
after what the heck is the down the tubes level and that's where you're going through the tubes and uh, a big portion of the game is getting into a submersible little bubble of a sub and you have to travel through the water but not hit it on any of the edges but you're given a finite amount of time because it's the oxygen level okay. or whatever it is um just sorry for the record that's the one time a timer in a level makes sense yeah is when it's something like you are gonna run out of air or sure. something all right yeah. i can live with that so you play most of this level and it's fine but then they start introducing these these su- these submarine vehicles and at first you you have uh, oxygen along the way but when you get near the end of it they give you 99 seconds to get from point A to point B and it is the most frustrating thing uh replaying it last night and this morning uh was very aggravating because oh. I had redid it a uh, 100 times before I finally was able to uh to get through it again and once you get through it's not like it's a big deal it's just like oh you should have been able to do this right all along right well that's how you always feel after you beat it yeah and one of the other characters that is really aggravating to deal with um so bob the killer goldfish he has that giant (laughs) cat character yeah um that carries him so in in uh the tubes level they have these parts where the um, these cat henchmen walk back and forth and there's a a small bubble on the top with a with the um a rail that you can hold on to so similar to the dogs in new junk city where you have to grab and, and kind of pull your your ass end up right to avoid getting hit right um but they'll put two of them back to back and if you you make it through the first one but then the other one catches you he grabs you by the neck and punches you and sends you flying back he takes like 40 points off your health and if you get hit by the second one you're going to get hit by the the first one to Mm -hmm. just push you back and if you keep messing up it'll just continually push you back and you'll only do that two or three times before it kills you Uh, and it's just such a small part you can easily get past it but if you just mess up that time you know don't commit to to um the timing of it it's very aggravating i want to like I didn't really think about it until I started playing this game for this podcast again. I like, because when we were kids, like back in the 90s, when you play these games, it did, like, and they were really hard, and when you died, you went back forever and stuff. It didn't seem that aggravating because it was just normal. That's just what you we were used to. You had nothing to compare it to, yeah. Right. And I, and I really don't know if, because now it's not so much like that. There's checkpoints fucking everywhere sure. in video games. You can save every three when seconds. When I play games on like on uh, Super Nintendo emulator, I'm constantly like save state, course, save me state, too. so I can just redo me it too. over and over. I, I'll yeah. admit it. I'm yeah. cheap like Absolutely. that. Uh, and it's it's it, like I just finished the original Zelda for the first time on the NES. I never finished it. And I so I never finished, finished it. <laughs> and I did it. And it really wasn't that bad, yeah. but I had save states. Yeah, um, exactly. you know, And I'm yeah. like, if I didn't have save states, and I don't even know. Like I, <laughs> And I wonder if like when they made these games back in the day, was this like a, was it a design because they just didn't know better and that was just this industry standard? Or I wonder if they did stuff like that to make the game longer. I think it was to make it longer. I mean, you you're, know? you're you're paying for this cartridge that only holds a finite amount of information. Right. Um, I think you had to make it as difficult as possible. You look at games like Contra 3 Alien Wars. It's just oh. like absurdly difficult. Yeah. All of the Contra games, for that matter, are just are. insanely difficult. And I think it comes from a time of, that's what arcade games were like too, right? So Yeah. Well, well but like arcade games were designed to kill you so that you'd pump exactly, more money right? In, right? Yeah. So, But I mean, a lot of these games are just made by these companies that were making arcade games or they were ports of these games. Right. And that's what kind of set the industry industry standard, I believe. Right, and it like it seems frustrating to look at how hard some of these games were. But then you're like, can you imagine? You know, I, I don't even remember what games were worth back then. But just say they are like they are now. Like, say you shelled out seventy bucks mm-hmm. for for Earthworm Jim, mm-hmm. and you fucking brought it home, and then you beat it in a day. You'd yeah, be like, right? What the fuck is like? like and you I, can beat that whole game in an hour if absolutely. you know what you're doing. Absolutely, right? And like, and that's tons of those old games, yeah. you know. And so I really, yeah, I wonder if part of it was they had to make it hard so you didn't just breeze through, you know. I, I think so. And you're you're marketing it towards towards kids for the mm-hmm. most part. So there's going to be that 
attention span where they're going to be able to replay and replay and replay like I did. You know, right? Like I, yeah. There was a long time where I was renting the game. It's not like I was renting it and beating it. I was renting it and same thing. I was getting to a certain part and not getting past it and then having to go back and slowly and slowly and slowly getting further and further yeah and there was i'll tell you there was something like it seems frustrating now but it was there was something satisfying about that too right Mm -hmm. and i think part of it was when you were a kid you couldn't buy like i could buy a game right now if i want to i can just go to the store online and buy a game i've got disposable income i'm an adult yeah but when you were a kid you only got games a couple times a year like physical like to own right yeah so so when you did get one even if it was the hardest most i think that's the nes more than anything and i'm not going to get on a tangent we're going to stick with earthworm jim but nes super nintendo sega all those games there's a lot of games that are fucking so hard yeah but as a kid that was the that was the game you got for christmas so you're like well this is what i'm playing for the next four months yeah so you do just constantly (laughs) hammer at it and get a little bit better yeah so it didn't seem as bad as it does now you know this game the first couple of times i played it i was getting so fucking angry yeah. and then i started to chill out and it started to come back <laughs> that muscle memory started to come yeah. back yeah so okay so you do that level and then what comes after that one um so we're at level that's two three um because there's junk city and then yeah. the one where you're racing psycho yeah and that happens in between each level the uh the andy asteroids level oh, okay so every time you beat a level you do that andy asteroids i love those they're great and, yeah and yeah. again for the for what the system was capable of like they're really good looking levels like yeah. they're fun yeah you know? yeah and uh um so i'm having trouble remembering what comes after that but then is that the one where you have to guide peter that's what it is oh, yeah fuck. so that i do remember that level. yeah so that's been there one point. of my least favorites i absolutely hate doing that level every escort in, mission in, in every video game sucks. in both earthworm gyms the peter puppy levels are awful yeah they're they're awesome to look at because that's that one's got so much crazy stuff going on right and a bunch of like game mechanics that aren't in like the springboards and stuff but it's so aggravating. Like that was probably the level that I would always get stuck on as a kid. Like I would never get past. And because that's the one where he's just like he's, he's just, just skipping along, he's just leisurely walking, and yeah. you have to basically protect him and guide him through the level. Shoot right? enemies. You have to whip him over um, holes in the ground. You yeah. have to protect him from meteorites falling on you, tentacles grabbing him, and then if he does fall into any of those traps, he rages out and beats the shit out of you. He goes and incredible. He sets Hulk. you back, and you have to redo that part. Yeah. And it's so fucking aggravating. it is it is but but yeah. you're right the, the animations are so yeah. rad because in yeah. the second one i remember there being a level where uh there was puppies and you had to bounce them across the puppy love yeah and you there was a giant puppies. marshmallow and cycros throwing the puppies yeah out. and you have to bounce the puppies from one end of the level to the other Into, and if yeah, they the hit the ground goes, then yeah. he goes crazy he goes crazy yeah, yeah. It's funny because he is he is so aggravating, mm-hmm. but he's also one of the most charming characters in the world yeah. in the universe right yeah. i love the fact that he's he's the sidekick and, yeah, and right? he's like, and and Jim is so loyal to him. They're like best <laughs> friends, but he constantly just rages out yeah. and destroys Jim. Yeah. yeah, he's a funny character. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody: your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. 
I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider BetterHelp. I've used them myself and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. So there's that level. Yeah, then uh, level five, which is um, the, I think it's like the sciencey one, and it's got one of the most aggravating characters in the game, which is this weird green floating thing with an eye on it. And when you shoot it, it turns into three worms that can jump towards you. Oh. So you have to shoot it and then shoot the ground at them. And later on this level, there's a bunch of shit that happens. Um, like these little eyeball monsters start spawning. There's these jumping brains. And, um, and there's one part where it's just constantly spawning like over and over and over these eyeballs and these worm characters. And it's just so fucking aggravating to <laughs> deal with. Those ones, I think those are the characters that I hate the most just because you have the two-stage attack to them. So you have to right. shoot them out of the air and then these little worms. And if you miss them on the first one, they're going to jump at you and they just continue to jump back and forth hitting uh, you. That, that's one of the things I noticed about this game too is the villains are fucking, like I said earlier with the crows, but like all of them, they're yeah. like, they are aggressive. They're either like very fast to attack, which is giving you very little time to react. Mm -hmm. um, and I find like, at least as far as I've gotten, most of them are fairly easy to kill. Yeah. It, like they don't take a lot of damage mm -hmm. to kill. It's just a matter of getting the jump on them because once they get in your like your space like in your bubble like through that perimeter of your where your head can reach and yeah. where your gun will get them they will fuck you up yeah. and that's where i get irritated with it because i'm like now i can't get away from it and it just keeps fucking mm -hmm. hitting me and hitting me mm -hmm. and hitting me so and i think the next level after that which ends up being the last one there's these um beehive characters it's just like a beehive and it just spawns these tiny little bees that fly all over the screen and they'll just continue to attack you, and, and you have to shoot it. And it takes a lot to shoot this beehive down. Mm -hmm. And if it falls on you, it takes damage. And it's just so aggravating. That that ends up to being what the um, the end boss, the uh, queen slug for a butt, ends up <laughs> shooting at you. You circle a platform around her, and she just keeps spawning bees right. at you. And you have to fight queen slug for yeah, a butt. Yeah. So, and <laughs> such a stupid name. Yeah. And I like, so like, the whole premise of the Earthworm Jim universe is that they, they had the super suit. It was theirs. Right. And yeah. they and I think it was Psycho, one of them dropped it and Earthworm yeah. Jim, who was just a regular worm, found it and turned into Earthworm Jim and now they want their They suit want back. it back, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, so you go, you it's such a stupid universe. Everything is very on the nose, which is what I like. Like yeah. it's just very like Earthworm Jim, Psycho, everything is just like almost exactly what the characters are. Yeah. It's funny, eh? Cause like when I think of that era, I think of like I mean, now I think of Earthworm Jim, but I think of stuff like Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. of like Ren and it, Stimpy. It easily could have been a Nickelodeon franchise. Totally sure. could have, right? Yeah. 
but it was it was it was it was started as a video game and mm-hmm. then it was so popular it spun off of everything and i think part of the reason it's so popular is because of the uh, there's a lot of polish in this game yeah it's especially in an era where there was so much garbage yeah i mean the nes was worse than the snes in genesis but there's so much garbage and just churned out games because you knew you could make money yeah it was nice because it wasn't um it wasn't based off of an arcade game it wasn't coming from a pre-existing like intellectual property it was something that they came out. They saw the success of Ninja Turtles. They said, "We want to do something like that, and we want to do it backwards. We want to have a game, and then we want to spawn it into toys right. and, and a franchise later on." And uh, and basically, one guy just drew a quick little sketch, and they bought the idea from him, and that was what became the game. And yeah. that guy is the guy that voiced the character and and kind of did some of the um, the lead artwork, while the other guys just programmed the game. It's not a big team of people like no. most of those games were. It was you know seven people or whatever it was. Like, there's so many games from that era. Like, if you if you go outside of the Mario's and the Sonics and from that Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era, you look at there, there was Boogerman, there was yeah. there was Bubsy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there were. I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff, but there's tons of just these fucking stupid mm-hmm. platformers like this mm-hmm. and this was really head and shoulders above the rest for yeah the polish and really, the shine yeah, on really both games so okay so then that brings us to the ending which i looked up today because i was curious what it's the ending so is funny fucking hysterical yeah. so you beat queen slug for a butt yeah and then you go to rescue princess what's her name yeah and she's like standing on the edge of this like yeah. fiery cliff or something and in the very first now are you able to beat the first level without launching no, the cow? No, you can't. There's no way of getting around launching the cow. Okay. Because you you do it and you assume it never comes back. No. Or is what you think. Yeah. Until that very end sequence it's, when it falls on her. Which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, and I never knew because I never beat this game before. Yeah. So in the very, like, in the first, like, eight seconds of the game, there's just two crows and then there's a fridge. Yeah. There's this fridge on a rope and then there's a cow just standing on this log. And the cow has this hilarious, like, bug-eyed look on its face. Yeah. And uh, eventually you fucking, you, you knock this fridge down and it launches this cow. It lands on the other side. It's like seesaw. It shoots this cow up into the air. And it says cow the launched. cow launched, yeah. And, and I had no idea why I was doing that. Yeah. But I, I thought maybe like every level has a cow you launch or something. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. Uh, at the end of the game, you go and you, you rescue the, and you're like, you're like, making googly eyes at the princess and everything <laughs> and suddenly this fucking cow comes and lands on the princess this cow you launched two hours ago at the yeah. beginning of the game just comes and lands on princess what's her name that's it and then jim jim just mopes away, away. <laughs> he just right. has this that's like right. this yeah. like dejected look on his yeah. face and he just walks away yeah and then and then her crown is laying there mm-hmm. and then after the credits roll through the edge of the land that she was on like breaks off and she like floats away. Yeah. And then Jim just reaches in and grabs her crown because it's obviously worth some money, right? Yeah. Um now did you see the alternate ending for if you beat it on easy? No, I don't think so. Okay, so this I didn't know this till today. I yeah. looked it up. So this is the no, that's the ending, right? Yeah. I'm not forgetting anything. Right? No, no, that's, no, that's yeah. Fucking hilarious. I remember it. Um it would be like if you fucking saved Princess Peach at the end of a Mario game and then one of the first bad guys you killed came and landed on. Well, that's her or exactly what it is. It's that that mocking of that like your princess is in another castle yeah. kind of thing. Like there is no resolve. It's this hysterical. is his whole driving force to the game. Like he has this super suit and he's not using it for anything other than to get through all of these levels to save this princess that he's so in love with, and she just does not give a shit about him at all. Yeah. And then at the end she dies. I don't know if she actually dies. It doesn't show her died. Her right. eyes are she's open, in the but... second one, so she So can't she can't die. be that yeah. dead. Uh so if you beat the game on easy uh, what happens is this message pops up and says, you beat the game, but it was on easy? Right. Tough it up or something <laughs> like that. And then it goes into this huge long thing explaining worms. And it's like a science lesson and just words scroll through the that's screen. Hilarious. And that's all. It basically just trolls you. Yeah. It says, toughen up. Go beat right. it on a hard set. That's funny. Genius. Yeah. Like such an yeah. intelligent game. 
I love that you can see like the humor of the people writing the game. Like there's this same continual like they they have that obsession with cows that carries on into the second second yeah. one. Um, in the second one, they have like the pigs that you can carry, um, and just like the like that first boss in New Junk City, that dude that's on the uh, on the crane type thing. Yeah, yeah. He just starts burping fish at you. That's yeah, so fucking gross. It's so but gross. It's He's like, you know, somebody who's like, this is hilarious. It is. Yeah, it 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 goes <laughs> to that gross out humor, but in more of a clever way than a lot of the other yeah. games. And you know, it's funny because like some of the funniest games I've ever played. When I think of it, I think uh, I mean, most recently, I think of the two South Park games which are both hysterical, mm-hmm. the two South Park RPGs. But I think of like Conker's Bad for a Day. Yeah. You know, um, like a comedy in a game is a hard thing to do. You can do charm, but yeah. to be straight up funny is yeah. a hard thing to do. And the Earthworm Jim games are legitimately funny. They're hilarious. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, and that's something I meant to mention too, is not only is, is the animation great, but the music and the sound is fucking music is outstanding. Phenomenal. Yeah. This is one of those episodes where I can't wait to edit it and yeah. throw some of the music oh, absolutely. in. absolutely, yeah. Because there's some great tunes in these yeah, games. Yeah, I own the uh, the Earthworm Jim soundtrack that uh, Tommy Tallarico did. So it's all the uh, uncompressed, like original recordings of what he would have written and performed on like MIDI synthesizers and, and guitars and stuff. Oh, no way. And it's fantastic, yeah. And um, so... I actually got to meet Tommy Tallarico when he was doing video games live and it was like one of the first four years I think he was doing it. He came through Edmonton and uh, I bought the CD of the soundtrack and I got it signed by him and he said like, this is the first one I've ever seen anybody like give a shit about. He's like, people forget that I did this, this score for this. But I love it. He's like, it's one of those games that's like really near and dear to me. And I was like, this has been my favorite since I was a kid. Like, this music is phenomenal. It's rad. It's yeah. so good. And like, and even the little things they put in, like groovy and yeah, things like right, that. Yeah, like, they, yeah. I, I know I've said it on here about three times already, but like, it's really, really remarkable that uh, unproven franchise that they had no idea how it would do. Yeah has the level of polish on it that this game does. Yeah, right, know? from a company that they they had not made a game before this. Yeah. They're coming from an original idea, and I think... Um, actually, no, that's not true. So the the team that made up this, this uh, production team had come from working on, um, I think, Disney games or something, something where it was like they were dealing with other people's IP, okay. and they had to um, really form into these... Um, these designs so mm-hmm. one of the games they actually did that i know uh from reading was they did the the cool spot game that seven up yeah. like advertisement i was thinking so, of him yeah yeah so they so they um they're like you have to work within this specific you can't there's no real freedom so when they come up with an, a, an original character they have all this freedom to be like we can do whatever do we whatever want there's want. there's no there's no base for what we're doing and what i think is really admirable about that is uh there's a lot of franchises where they'll go get an ip and it was really bad in this era mm-hmm. in that era yeah. but uh you know they'll go get a the simpsons ip yeah or or something like that. any movie fuck there's so many bad movie games <laughs> just things like that or fucking cool spot or yeah. something and then they do the, i feel like a lot of these games are so half-assed because they're like well the ip will sell it the cheetos game the cheetos game <laughs> the Chester cheetos like game. they're yeah exactly like they'll put they'll put the the face of you know i used to have dennis the menace yeah. the video game it's so bad yeah. but they'll put this face on it and that'll sell it that yeah whereas these guys it was like we're up against all these ip that everyone knows no one knows us because the tv show and everything came from the video game like the video game is yeah what launched and it everything. didn't it didn't come till after the second game right like it was that was what launched it and so in an era where especially where they didn't have the internet to fucking promote their game, yeah, you know, the, it was basically word of mouth and and magazines. It was the it was the box art. It's what it has. Like when all you have is a physical property, mm-hmm. like that hand painted like art on the on the top of the box. It's just Beautiful. so fantastic. Yeah. Um. Did you did you read about the the commercial that they had for it? Like a band? No. So it was. I can't. I don't remember seeing it. 
I don't know if I ever saw it. Um, and I read about it. I should have watched it um, or looked it up. But it, it has something to do with um, this this woman's reading like a bedtime story to a kid. And while she's doing it, she's eating these worms. They're like prop worms, but they look like real worms. And she's like eating these worms as she's telling this story. And it caused like so many people to become like nauseated and call oh. and complain that they ended up removing the, the advertisement. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's funny, man. Yeah. What a... Ah, I wish they would bring it back. What a right. great franchise. Just doing weird out there stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you, Patrick, more than, I mean, I've recorded about, I don't know when this episode will go up, but mm-hmm. I've recorded 30, 35 episodes yeah. of this now. And uh, more than any game I've done so far, this one was one where I was like, I didn't remember anything. Oh, really? And I went back and started playing and minutes in, I was like, oh yeah. It all comes and back. It was such a great nostalgia. Yeah. What right? what I really loved about doing this this game and, and that we got to do this was it caused me to start thinking about a lot of memories that I had attached to it. And one was um, growing up in Nova Scotia. Uh, this was one that me and my friend Jesse would, we would play constantly. And he, um, what I like distinctly remember about this game is he would just steal the game manuals out of boxes when we would rent them <laughs> we'd keep them and then he would just draw characters out so i i would draw a little bit but he was like dead on drawing these earthworm gym like it was so with the one giant eye yeah and, yeah and uh, i was like this sticks out of my head so much is just like him drawing and then like i go to his house and he have the pages torn out from these manuals which had like awesome art on it yeah and this would be a game that we would just play over and over and uh, and just like it just fit in line with our weird uh, you know, absurdist humor and, and sensibilities yeah. and stuff. It's great. It Man, there's collectors listening to this that are losing their minds. Yeah. The idea of someone ripping pages out of one yeah. of these manuals. Yeah. But, eh, right? Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. No, it yeah. fit in perfect. Like, I think of that era and I think of, like, I think, I think, like I said, Rocco's Modern Life, uh, Samurai Pizza Cats, Absolutely. these stupid, oh, yeah. obtuse cartoons yeah. that I would watch. Yeah. And Earthworm Jim was right there with the rest of them. Yeah. And he had the um, phenomenal video game series. Yeah. That cartoon was great. Um, it Dan, really Dan was. Dan Castellaneta doing the voice for Earthworm Jim is just fantastic. Homer Simpson yeah. himself. <laughs> was the voice of earthworm jim yeah. that's great i'm yeah. gonna put the if i can find it i'm gonna put the theme song from the cartoon it's into so this. good dude it's burned it, it's, in my brain forever me too yeah. I, yeah. I as soon as i got planted i, I yeah. was humming this stupid song yeah. uh patrick on a scale of one to ten what would you score the original now we're only going to super nintendo the original earthworm jim on the super nintendo what would you score it out of ten i give it uh an eight out of ten just because there were parts that i had forgotten about later in the game that made me so angry and yeah. i'm like i wish these weren't in here but like it's it's a near perfect franchise like i had toys from from the game the the cartoon like all of it i i can't exclude that stuff when thinking about the franchise like as a whole it's just it's nearly perfect to me you want know it, to it's i i originally my first five minutes replaying it i was like this game's getting like a five yeah so i was getting so mad yeah and uh every minute i played i, I loved it more and more yeah. and more yeah eight's a fair score i yeah. think what a phenomenally polished game if you guys have never played them they're not really available anywhere other than roms i'm not telling you to download roms but maybe download ROM. mm-hmm. and uh give it a shot because they're have some patience but just have some fun they're fucking yeah they're a real trip man they're a great time yeah uh dude thank you so much for doing this cool, that was man. great I appreciate it thank you good stuff That's going to do it for this week's episode, you guys. Patrick, thank you so much for coming over. And all of you beautiful, beautiful people, thank you so much for listening and downloading and all that stuff you do. I really do appreciate it. If you haven't been yet, check out our website, rememberthegamepodcast.com. You'll find all of our old episodes. You'll find blogs. You'll find 
well, that's about it. But it's still really cool. It's worth checking out. And if you enjoyed the episode, leave us a review. That would mean the world to me. Preferably a good one, but a bad one if you feel that way, I guess. I don't know why you keep listening if you hate the podcast. But a review would be really, really cool. And uh, that's it. I'm going to shut up. This episode was long enough. You guys had a lot of fun. I hope. I know I did. Uh, I will be back in seven days for episode 34, a game I'm so excited to talk about. Uh, I'll be dropping hints on Instagram, going up to it. You guys follow me. You'll like it. Uh, That's good enough. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you again in a week. Cheers. (laughs) 